the dream? Yeah, for you. Matt, I'm already living the dream, bro. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine Podcast. My name is Matt Landry, and in the 16th episode, I'm here with Andrew Fields. Throughout this podcast, we discuss mixing in the new pop world, building a studio in your apartment, online mastering, new tech in the music industry, and more. We also play the producer's game. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine podcast. For those who are new to the podcast, Cloud Machine is about the music industry and its stakeholders, meaning everyone that works in it, lives it, loves it, and surrounds it. Our goal is to shine a light on roles, people, and realities of the music industry that are often forgotten or taken for granted. Whether you're someone that's dreaming about making a move in the industry, have some songs recorded and don't know what to do with them, or just a listener that wants to learn more, you're at the right place. This week, I have the immense pleasure of welcoming one of my friends to the podcast, Andrew Fields is a mixer and producer based out of Toronto. Originally from the Canadian West Coast, he moved here to attend Humber University as a drummer. Now, years later, after the program, Andrew has gained lots of experience as a mixer and producer. His work with Wild Rivers, Mute Choir, Pleasurecraft, The High Loves, Earth to Emily, Matthias IV, and Jimmo the Drag Clown can be found online at his website. That's www.andrewfields.com. So please welcome... Andrew Fields to the podcast. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more capital. <laughs> Hi, Andrew. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good, dude. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you for that introduction. Hey, no, no, no problem. I wanted to uh, start the podcast how we always start the podcast and ask you about your favorite live experience or show as a fan. What's like your favorite show that you've ever attended? Oh, wow. Oh yeah, I forgot you were gonna ask this. I didn't have. I didn't think <laughs> no, of an answer. Please, no, it's all good. Um, we're going through it together. Do I have to think of one? No, you can yeah, mention a couple if you'd like. Okay, one that comes to mind, maybe. Favorite live. All right. Well, I guess the first thing I'll say about live music is, for me at least, it's not just about the music. Like yeah. the, the performance is really important. Yeah. Um, like almost like the theatrical part of it, if if that yeah if yeah it yeah is theatrical. of course yeah yeah, um, or even the banter, you know, even just like like character, you know, the right, way right, like right. The things are looking on stage, mm-hmm. um, the experience, the entire thing. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, you know what I'm gonna say, Fetnat. Whoa, Be- because we right. we're both fans of Fetnat. Yeah, and and I love how like you know you, you know a Fetnat show is all like yes you're, yeah you're. You know, it's like it's usually a warehouse show, and you're kind of all everyone is surrounding the yeah. band. Yes, yeah. Um, and you, you know, you could literally touch Olivier, you know, yeah, while yeah. he's playing drums. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, and the energy's like amazing. And um, I forget the lead singer's name. JF. JF. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he holds up the signs. And yeah, stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and they're just they're just full of so much energy, you know. Yeah, yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, Fetnat is a group from Hall, uh, Quebec, just right outside of just on northern side of the uh, the Ottawa River in Ottawa, and they're like exper- experimental jazz noise. Uh, Literally the coolest, like the coolest band. 
in the world. <laughs> yeah, they're really sick. They're really sick. And and samples and poetry and they, again, like you were saying, they hold up with signs. Is crowd interaction. And it's like super funky too. It makes you want to dance. Yeah, but it's so confusing. Yeah, like <laughs> as a as a as a musician, as someone who kind of understands music. Yeah, it's really refreshing to not understand what's going on. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, sure. That's great. You That's know what great. I mean? Because yeah. like you know, like you understand key signatures or something, yeah, or, yeah. you know, like, uh, time signatures and, and, uh, and, you know, chord progressions and things like that, but mm-hmm. that's just thrown out the window. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You yeah. Know? Um, can I ask you then about your live performance that you've ever done yourself? Okay. For some reason, I'm yeah. thinking about the first time I performed live, uh, in high school. Okay. Which yeah. is really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... This is a really special moment because I think it was when I realized I wanted to do music for a living. Yeah. And we had this, like, talent show. Actually, we had this thing called Keep the Beat. It was, like, a fundraiser. Okay. Um, and um, I had a bunch of, like, music friends uh, that we, we didn't actually have a song to perform for the talent show. But okay. We had played a bunch together, and we knew that we could just kind of do anything. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was like an hour before we decided to do um, uh, that killer song. Um, what's it called? Um, all these things that I've done. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. You know, That's I got sober out of yeah, soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all just like went out and like learned it, and we had. I don't think we had played the song together not even once. <laughs> okay, wow. I, I was in grade nine. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, we just, like, we closed the whole talent show with that song. And it was just a magical experience. And everyone was, like, so stoked. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it was just amazing. It was such an, like, incredible feeling. Yeah. Do you remember what, like, is there, like, a moment during that performance that you were, like, oh, my gosh, I want to do this for like as a as a job as a career or is it more of like the feeling afterwards or the feeling yeah. of like camaraderie bet- between all the players or yeah i think it was just around that time mm-hmm. i don't i don't know if it was exactly that performance right. but it was definitely like a, a really amazing yeah. feeling yeah yeah and i also like hadn't been like jaded or anything you know not that i'm like jaded now but you know there <laughs> yeah, was yeah. there was no like negative there was not a single negative feeling or right thought about music or the music business or anything it was just i was pure yeah i was yeah, pure yeah. as could be <laughs> and i was so innocent and i was like yeah. yes music's the best yeah 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 i'm gonna do music for a living yeah that's amazing now going out of the performance realm because you're not necessarily really in that realm as much as you were before now um do you have a favorite recording or a project that you've been a part of um so far um, okay, record. Well, it's like, there's things I'm currently doing, which I'm excited about. Oh, yes. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know. I'm kind of like, it's hard for me to think about things that I've done. Right. I'm really like, I have this thing I say, which I actually stole from Chad Blake. who's an amazing uh, mixer. Mm-hmm. And that is the mix is the moment. Right. And it's kind of just like, uh, you know, a mindfulness thing. You know, it's all about mm. just like what's going on in the moment. Right, right. And so to think about like things in the past, um, I have a hard time listening to anything I've done mm, and yeah. being like, yeah, I'm so proud of that one thing or right, whatever. Right, right. Cause there's always something like, ah, I would have done that differently or yeah. this, you know, or whatever. But in the moment, it's always great. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I'm working on some stuff right now. I'm working on, I'm working with, um, um, 
the high loves on a record yeah which is really exciting yeah very excited and then um i don't know if i can say this right now but i guess i will just say i'm working with um which is really exciting yeah it's a really big project exciting yeah so that's something i'm like really stoked about yeah yeah because it's a really big gig and um yeah, it's always just the thing I'm doing in, in the moment, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, thing. yeah, So, totally. yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's No, I respect answer. that. That's great. That's great. And always looking yeah. forward, and especially with something that's more like a like a, uh, like a a recording or a document of that time, too, right? Because we, we associate a lot of, like, uh, I, I, I want to say grandioseness to a recording, but it's always about what happened that day. Yeah. And it can always be, it, it could have also been, it, it could, sorry, it could have always been influenced on whatever was happening that day especially with more like live music or live albums or like jazz or something like that. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really respect that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That outlook. I'm going to ask you another question that we sort of always ask and it's sort of around the music business, music industry type thing, which is Erica Badu's quote that, and she says, music and music business are two different things. So when you hear mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. what's like your first instinct mm-hmm. when you when you hear it? And um, mm-hmm. and just like a general music business uh, chat mm-hmm. uh, and topic, where are you at right now with the current state of the uh, of the music business? Okay, so music and music business are two different things. Yes, okay, yeah. so yes, yeah. Um, I think first and foremost, music um, to me is a spiritual thing or it's it's something that should be enjoyed it's something that you know we do mm-hmm. uh, we listen to for fun right? right and that's like um it seems kind of obvious right mm-hmm. but it's doesn't it's, i don't think it's so obvious for people who are in the business because i think that we can get distracted with trying to make a living out of it mm. and we forget that we should just be enjoying it right 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 so that's the first thing, I yeah. think. And then I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's people who want to make a career out of it, and then that's when the music business comes into play. And and then I feel like um, it's a lot more business than music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, totally. I think I heard someone say, I don't know who I was talking to, but someone says like 80% business and like 20% music or something mm. like that. I don't, sure. which seems crazy. Yeah. But I mean, I kind of believe it, you know, it's like, there's so like, yeah. I mean, as far as like making a career out of it, you know, trying to make money with it, you know, mm. it's like the music has to be good. That's the most, that's the most important. I mean, that that's not the most important thing actually, but yeah, but I, it's fundamental. I wish it was the most important thing, yeah, but it's yeah. not, you know, it's sure. like, you gotta have good music, but then you have to, you know, um, you have to know how to promote yourself, talk to people, yeah, um, play shows, and yeah, there's, you know, there's so I much. I feel stuff. like there's so much more now than before. Yeah, um, and I agree. It's like okay, music can be one thing, unfortunately, and you can spend X amount of time on music, but if you're sp- if you're not spending at least the same amount of time on your music, then the whole uh, business part of the the industry, it's mm. uh, it won't go yeah putting, too well yeah putting yourself yeah. out there yeah yeah I mean it's just like yeah you got to um, I think there was someone else that you interviewed on your podcast that said something like um, you know you can have good music but it doesn't mean anything if no one's um, 
listening to it. Like people don't know it exists. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like that's where that is important. And once again, this is like only important, I think, if you want to make a career yes, out of it. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, once again, it's like music, you know, by itself is pure. It's amazing. It's mm-hmm. it's god you know it's just sure. like it's you know th- th- there's no money involved in it it's mm-hmm. like, we do it because we love it yeah um but yeah when when you want to make a living it gets complicated i think i i have different thoughts on it depending on uh the time of the year or something oh sure yeah, i yeah. feel like i either overthink it or mm-hmm. it or i don't and it's like very um simple right you know, it's like um be friendly, be patient. I think patience is a huge thing because yeah. things go very slowly in this industry. They, you know, you gotta, you have to kind of wait. You gotta plant the seeds mm-hmm. and then just let you know, let the let everything grow. Totally it takes years and years and years. And then when I'm not feeling patient, I'm usually very anxious about it. Yeah, and oh, overthink yeah. everything and oh, like, oh my gosh, oh you know, like I'm not, you know, I gotta be more cool and like I gotta. Mm-hmm come across this way or something yeah i'm in that same boat right now patience is everything yeah um and i I was gonna say unfortunately but it's just a like an exercise in patience most of the time totally and it's unfortunate that like i guess social media and different like social pressures um ask us to be busier or look like look like you're busier um than not um but Anyway, it's like a constant struggle I have with the with the business currently. Totally, yeah. It's oh man, it's so hard. Yeah, because you have to. Yeah, there's so much pressure, and mm. and that doesn't come very naturally to a lot of people. I feel like I don't right. know. I mean, I mean the people who are like really good uh, with the music business stuff are just like naturally um, outgoing and friendly and, you know, don't really think too much before they post something and, like, right, right, you know, right. that kind of thing, you know, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is, like, I guess partially a personality thing, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah I, I don't I, know. I do feel like some people, like, naturally are more drawn to being open and being just more, um, yeah, having less, like, doubts about sharing the, the, the personal life or even just some business stuff on, on social media. Um, but, no, I agree that it's there's some people that are more, like, their personality is more catered to doing that, but it's unfortunate that that's almost what the in, the whole industry is based on is social media yeah. and the uh, yeah. promoting aspect of it. And, and, it, and it becomes, yeah, I mean, it's hard because, like, the longer we spend on social media, the more... Um, in our heads, we naturally get, even if we are, yeah. I think, outgoing people, mm. you know, we're just constantly seeing other people that are doing better or whatever and comparing. Yeah. And then when it comes to you having to post something, you're going like, oh, like, you know, is this good? Should yeah, I post yeah, this? Yeah. Like, uh, you doubt yourself. Yeah. And, it's yeah, yeah. like, it becomes easier. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that, did that, does that answer no, the question? No, please, it does. Yeah. It's just like where you're at in the music business yeah. and yeah. Uh, kind of getting a, a kind of getting a look at, uh, at what you're thinking about. I will have more, like, just mm-hmm. general music industry mm-hmm. stuff after for you. But I want to get into your uh, your origin story. I always say origin story. It's more of like a it's more of like a superhero term that we... Origin, yeah. 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 Um, throw around and stuff. But, um, yeah, let's talk about it. So you grew up in B.C., right? Um, I 
Kind of. I kind of have lived all over the place. Okay. But yeah, we'll okay. just say I, I grew up in BC. <laughs> okay. I lived in Calgary for a long time. Okay, okay. Um, and then Ottawa for a year. And then... Oh, wow. And Australia for a year. But yeah, let's say BC. Most, okay, okay, Most okay. of it was BC. Okay. And how was, like, the music industry? I, I wanted to sort of, like, shine a light on how you grew up, like, sort of surrounding music. Um, and what your experience was like just, like, growing up um, in high school or probably multiple schools, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until... So I... I, I uh, took drum lessons when I lived in Calgary, but then it wasn't um, um, until I moved to Victoria, BC, where I started playing with people, and then that right. is when you know I caught the music bug. Yeah, yeah. I started a band um, called. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was going to say Pleasure Craft, but that was not that bad. Uh, Leisure Suit. Yes. Yeah. Um, was this in high school? Yes. Okay. Yeah, with um, Oliver Brooks, incredible songwriter, and Rowan McKenzie, um, really great guy, great bass player, uh, overall great musician. Um, and then later, Zach Santella. Do you know Zach? I He's don't think so, no. Okay, okay. Humber? Um, he went to McGill. Okay, okay. Yeah, great, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a great musician. Um, uh, and so, yeah, we, yeah, w- that was a high school band. It was a shoegaze. Oh, yeah. Um, Cool. indie rock band yeah and i was so excited about it you yeah. know that's all I, I just wanted to take leisure suit as far as it could go right and then it wasn't until um i don't know a couple of years after high school yeah where i thought like, well, i have to just move to toronto because i'm gonna find people there who you know share the same love and passion for music and want to you know do music for a living right and then i thought oh i'll just go to humber because that will Humber College, I'll meet people. Yeah, facilitate the whole experience yeah, yeah. for you. Yeah. And so that was like my way out. And then I think that was around the same time that the band broke up. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, we have some music on Spotify. Hey, there you go. Out. It's really plug. I'm I, actually that is something I'm proud of. You yeah, know, there you, you know, go. You had that question earlier. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I am proud of that experience. Okay. Because that was, a, I learned so much. Yeah. Um, you know, that was like early. Like I didn't know anything about producing or mixing. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like writing drum parts, right? You know, I didn't, I, I, I didn't know anything, and right. so I learned all of that with, with uh, Leisure Suit. And did, was that a like a, was that a DIY sort of situation? Did y'all totally. do the, the 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 whole record? Totally, yeah. Okay. The first EP was a hundred percent like that, and then the second record, um, we uh, yeah we got that mixed um, pro- professionally. Okay. Um, but yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I. Yeah, it was amazing. I, I um, and Oliver's a, a fantastic producer, um, and uh, but yeah, like that. Yeah, that was that was a really like important moment for me. Right. I, yeah, really, really important. So now moving to Humber, how was that experience for you? And I've had a couple Humber people on. Uh, yeah, that have had some mixed reviews, right. and I know I know that also the program and the school has gone through a lot of changes very recently, actually. Um, but just to get an insight on you, because I know there's some people listening to this podcast that uh, are maybe a little bit younger in high school that are maybe looking for uh, post-secondary experience. Um, so just kind of getting your take on that experience for you. Uh, and also, also I have a note here as well, getting out of Humber, going from more, more or less drums to more of a mixer and producer now. Um, so yeah, throwing that question out there to Humber generally and then going from drums to uh to producing yeah i i think on one hand um i would have done things a lot differently and the other hand i wouldn't 
have changed a single thing because right. I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't go, you know, down the road that I did. Yeah. Um, I'll say that um, I didn't think I was, I, I went there thinking I'm just going to meet people. Right. And um, form a band or, you know, um, it was just a way to make, meet people. That was my own, that was my priority. Right, right. And then I very, very quickly got caught up in the uh, kind of like competition of it all. And, right. and you know, um, but not competing with others, but with myself and just, you know, mm, just yeah. wanted to be the best drummer and just, I could be better, I could be better. And, right, right. Um, you know, working on my jazz chops and... And yeah, I, it just, it it's so easy. Like you're, you're it's so easy to, to fall down that, that rabbit hole uh, right. in, in well, that environment. Cause you're pushed to do it, right? Yeah. Grades are reflective of your, yeah, you're it's, pushing yourself in the drum mods or whatever. Yeah. And, and you're like fellow students and they're all so good. Everyone's right. so good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the first two years were like, and I, but I was really into it. It's like, I, 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 during the time I, I got really into jazz. I didn't like it jazz before that. I really, right. I mean, I thought I did, but right, right, right. I was like, Oh geez. Yeah. Like, <laughs> these people really listen to jazz. Right. Yeah. Liking jazz and jazz education is completely different as well. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah totally. Yeah. Cause you're told like what it is, you know, you're told right. that you <laughs> should like it. You should like this part of jazz or, right. this, you know, or, or this is good and this yeah, is bad. Sure. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Right, this right. is, yeah, this is good. This is bad. Right. Um, because you're graded on it, you need to know what's good and bad. Otherwise, yes. you're yeah, not yeah, no, get exactly. Hurt. Yeah, um, yeah, and I didn't like that, but I mean, you get tricked into it, you know, early mm. on. And then it wasn't until like third and fourth year I started like getting into producing and like really learning what that is. And yeah, um, did you feel yourself moving away from drums even that early, like third year, fourth year? Yeah, yeah, I would say. I mean, it was it was really my my last year, my fourth year that yeah. I like, like really. Um, like I kind of stopped playing drums. Like, yeah. Um, a lot of drummers were really into chops and mm. I, I, I think it was, it wasn't until my third year that I realized I was practicing all these chops and, you know, all this jazz stuff. And I was going, I don't really like this. And right. I don't really want to be that good at chops. You know, that's not my thing. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's different drummers out there and I, I, I was learning about different drummers and what I liked about, the drummers I liked mm. and uh, the drummers I liked didn't play a lot of fills. You know? Right. Right. Um, they just had a cool sound mm. and people hired them because they had a sound. They had a, um, a certain feel. Yeah. 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 Um, or a certain, you know, a way that they, they you know, um, yeah, the way they played. And so I realized that what I like about drumming is the um, parts, you know, like how it kind of fit into a song as you know in, in the arrangement kind of way like mm, yeah um yeah and and a lot of times it was like simple is best you know yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the simplest thing is what made everything else groove because it wasn't you know it's like you could have a really cool crazy drum beat but um if you know if it doesn't mean anything if if it doesn't really work with the song and so yes. you make something really groove it's like you've played something super simple and then you have a guitar part you know being syncopated with your drum groove and then mm. you have a bass part you know communicating so everything kind of just works together you know it's like kind of all one yeah yeah thing and so i got really obsessed with like arrangement and then i realized that's kind of like a producing thing yeah sure um and then and then the you know continuation of that is like mixing because mixing is kind of um 
you know, the kind of elevation um, um, of, of, of that, you know, the kind of elevation of all the parts and, yeah. you know, uh, kind of pulling the emotion out of, yeah. out of all of the, you know, out of the arrangement. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And also, I don't know if this is how you feel about mixing and, and, and also mastering, but you're affecting how the, uh, the, the, the consumer or the audience member or the person that's going to be listening to it, what their, the final product is as well. So you have almost as much say as anybody during the, in the project. Yeah, do, yeah. Do you feel that, <laughs> this is going to sound it was sort of egotistical, but do you feel that power when you're mixing? Okay, so um, I... Not necessarily power, but just influence. I don't, I don't or know. Or responsibility. If, yeah, yeah, I right definitely, word. yeah, there's definitely a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, definitely the feel the responsibility. I feel like mixing is kind of... Um, it's a collaborative thing in a way. I don't feel like I'm the only one mixing. Like mm. I know how to, you know, turn knobs and and all that. But I I really want to make sure the artist is um, on board and right. And so it's kind of like um, it's a collaborative thing. The same way right. that like when you know an artist is working with the producer, the producer is trying to, um, you know. Uh, make something that the artist feels like speaks to them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's just the continuation of that. I think I, you know, I want to make sure that the mix um, resonates with the artist and the producer. Yeah. Have you all often been in your, in your projects currently and in the past, have you all often been in the same room as the artist when you're mixing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely like I love to bring the artist or the producer you know, right, in, in, yeah. into a session. I feel like that kind of happens later on yeah. in, in the process, you know, sure. where we're just kind of getting down to, you know, finer details. Yeah. Um, I feel like, and I, it's also nice to know like how much room I have to be creative, you know, or whatever. Right. I mean, sometimes like, you know, I, that's why I say it's um, um, like you're elevating, um, or you're trying to like communicate the emotion. So it's like sometimes like everything sounds good. You yeah. Know? It's like I don't have to do a whole lot. I just need to make sure that's communicated. You know, it's like I don't need to elevate anything anymore. Right. You know, like when I think of elevation, you know, it's like you're just trying to like you're pouring on. Okay. I'll think about it like uh, like when you're cooking something. Right. It's like this tastes good, but, you know, it needs some salt. You know, right, it's right, like right. I that, you know, you're just trying <laughs> to bring out the flavor sure. more. Sure. But yeah. sometimes it's like. Yo, this tastes good. The seasoning's like, you know, it's there. You right. know, um, the flavors there. Everything's really great. You yeah. know, it just needs to be presented a little nicer. Right. Know? So the it's presentation like presentation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So it's like it, it. But every song's different. Right. You know. So that's great. Yeah. Like I, I, I also love cooking. So I, you know, relate f- yeah. uh, cooking with mixing yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. I love cooking as well. We could talk about that off nice. the mic, but. Yeah. Um, Okay, so here's the question, and and right before we started recording, um, you asked me to take out the engineering word out of mixing engineering. Yeah, yeah. Um, and pre- and say mixer and producer. Now, if you and just as for the people listening as well, and and myself too, just ask, asking you just generally this question: if you have a lot of different people in the room, or not a lot of different people, but if if you are inviting people into the room when you're mixing. Why don't you like the engineering word in mixing? Yeah, mixing engineer. Mixing engineer. Yeah, engineer. Yeah. Like the thing about engineer, I just don't resonate with that word. Yeah, maybe partially because of how I got into mixing. 
Yeah. Um, I didn't come up through the studio. So after mm-hmm. I graduated um, Humber, and I knew I just wanted to mix. I like I put the sticks down, stopped playing drums, um, and I applied to a bunch of studios. Oh, um, yeah. And I got zero callbacks. Like it actually, there was one. There was one place I got hired, and then they were like, "Yeah, you're great. You're like you're 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 hired. You know, we'll give you a call." And I was stoked. I was like, this is it. This is my lucky break. Right. And then, you know, a week passed, no call. You know, I messaged them. There's nothing. Okay, another week passes. And it was just nothing. You know, and just like, I was like, after like a couple of months of like not getting any call, I was like, okay, this is not happening. You know, studios are kind of... um um kind of dead. I don't know. I feel yeah, like yeah. there's either that or it's like the people who... You know, I kind of missed that boat, I guess. Right. You know, that way of getting into yeah, yeah, sure. mixing. And, and and I'm actually kind of happy that I didn't come up that way because mm. I don't resonate with the technical side of mixing. I think it's a lot more um, creative. I think it's a right. creative thing. Like and a feeling so thing? It's absolutely. It's all feeling. It's emotion. It's um, it's vibe. Mm. You know, it's just 100% that. Like a Rick Rubin kind of situation? Or what do you, what do yeah, you think? Yeah, totally. It's yeah, just, yeah. you know, because... You know, there's, you know, like, there's no such thing as, like, a, like something that, like, one person um, might think sounds bad, mm-hmm. you know, a mix that sounds bad, might be what that artist is kind of going for, you know? Right, and so the artist sure. doesn't think that sounds bad. The artist is going, no, I'm going for that, you know, super lo-fi, um, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, like, amateur sound or something. You yeah, know, that yeah. might be something. And, it, and it's, what's funny is, like, I I feel like there there are mix there are mixers out there who are really good at doing that kind of thing. Right. Um and there's mixers who are really good at doing the super polished pop thing. Right. Um and uh yeah, I feel like um what was I what was I trying to say? Um yeah, there's so there's no like there's no like perfect right. mix. It's not like that's it's just the subjective. way it should always be. It's all yeah, it's totally subjective. Yeah. So I think it's just yeah, it's an art form. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it was a technical thing, then there would just be the way to do it. Right. You know? Yes. This goes into the ne- the second topic here for me. And I, I said, it, my notes, I say the way to do it now. It, but that's not what I necessarily mean. It's just that mixing as a concept and just mixing in the pop world now, is there a way to do it? Is there, is there, are there things that people are looking for now? And this is just like asking Andrew Fields, the mixer, now is are you finding some certain trends in mixing or certain a certain wave in how some music is sounding now or this might be another question but the Spotify pop mm-hmm. that term mm-hmm. being thrown around what do you think about just mixing in general right now and where it's going in the industry okay so there's there's kind of like a, a blurred line between producing and mixing yep. that kind of gray area uh, and I love living in that gray area. And, um, I feel like in the pop world, um, you know, uh, producers are kind of being really kind of, um, uh, heavy handed with, uh, distortion and compression and things like that. And, 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 but they're doing that in, uh, in a way that, um, uh, is, um, I guess like uh, it's a it's a creative choice, you know. It's mm. not like it's you know they're gonna distort the 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 you know the crap out of something, and you know not because um, it, it, that's where the, that's where like the kind of gray area lives, I guess. 
Like they're going to do that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to distort that even more. It's already like distorted enough, you know, you know what I mean? But like that, that kind of approach Mm -hmm. is kind of that gray area where, you know, producers are kind of doing a lot of mixing, um, you know, with sounds and things like that. Like a lot of ear candy. I think ear candy is a good thing, a good example of that too. Like, you know, reverb throws and delay throws and stuff like that. You know, that's, they're going to usually print that stuff and I don't have to do that. Um, if they, if I feel like the song wants to be a like a pop thing, if they're going for a pop thing, and maybe they don't have those elements, um, like they don't have, um, you know, a wide like double, for example, like a lot of times, like sure. in a pop song, you're gonna have like the center vocal, and you're gonna have like the two doubles on the side. If they just have the one in the middle, yeah, um, and I really feel like it needs that energy on the sides, mm-hmm. I might try to like. I might try to sneak that in somehow. Yeah, you know, yeah, I might yeah, try yeah, to like, yeah. I maybe I'll take the, the, the take, you know, the second chorus take, and then I'll like put a doubler on that yeah, and yeah. I'll layer that under the first chorus. Right. So all of a sudden, you know, the, you know, I'll do things like that where it's right. like, it's kind of a producing move. Yes. But like, yeah. Yes. And honestly, I've always felt that about you in the really? sense that like, <laughs> in the sense that like, uh, um, do you, I guess the question is, do you feel or do you ask for that? And I don't know if this is the right word, but that freedom in, in the mixing process. So like for something like that, for I'll just do it. Right. Uh, honestly, I'll just do it. Okay. Like, like I was talking, so there's um, a kind of uh, unofficial mentor of mine, uh, Matt Huber. I was going to bring him up later. Oh, yes. really? Yes. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. He is incredible. Like easily, you know, one of the best mixing mixers on this planet. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, like uh, he, he would do something like if he didn't feel like there was enough, um, sub information or low end information, he would just like layer a sine wave base, like under the, under the, under the baseline, you know, right. he would just, he would just take like a, a patch and just record something. Right. You know, it right into the, you yeah, know, right, right, right. and that's like, that's straight up like a producing thing, but <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. but you know, the artist isn't going to notice. They're just gonna be like, Whoa, beautiful low end. Right. You know? right Cause right, it's right. just the pure sine wave. So like that kind of thing is what I'm talking about where mm-hmm. I feel like that is, that's like super key, you know, to knowing how to, mix pop music is like right you know and no and also knowing when not to do that stuff you know right because like like i said like you know um producers are already adding lots of reverb and distorting things and you know compressing things and right and so you don't have like sometimes it's like oh this is good i don't have to do a whole lot you know we got the wide doubles in the chorus we got you know or whatever yeah it's yeah it's there's it's almost like there is it is kind of uh, uh, formulaic a, a little bit, you know. <laughs> I guess like that is pop music, but yeah. um, but, but I guess I get another question that that I think about here is that beforehand the mixer would have more of a say, or I guess um, more more influence on some of these effects, more of like the throws and reverbs and delays mm-hmm. and all that stuff. That would be um, mostly done after the recording correct i mean yeah i mean it's hard to say like like you so like in the past like that's the way things have been is that what you're saying like well, what i'm what i'm getting from what you're saying is that um now mixers are having to do less of that 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd say I'd say it's like kind of fifty fifty. Like sometimes, sometimes it's there, and and it's like, and and sometimes I feel like you know it, it could, it needs that. You right. know, it it could, um, you know, there could be a distorted vocal layered underneath it, and it would just mm. kind of add something to it. Right. Um. So, um. Yeah, I I, w- I wouldn't say that like that's something that like mixers used to do, and like mm-hmm. now we're not we don't need to do that as much. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I guess it's also like how I like to work too. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I think like learning from Matt, you know, and seeing yeah. how Matt works, it's, you know, I kind of, I've drawn influence from him. Mm-hmm. I also am obsessed with uh, like Sean Everett, um, who just mangles, yeah. you know, yeah. stuff and like, sure. and, yeah. and I love Chad, but like I love mixers who, you know, kind of take some liberties. Yeah, take chances. Take or chances, yeah, because. Bigger picture stuff too. Yeah, like, like looking at the whole song is like a totally like a one piece of one yeah. one piece of continuous art as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like, I mean, if if you, um, if you mess up or whatever, or if the artist doesn't like it, you just go back. You know, yeah. it's, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really easy. Yeah, and so you, you know, it's nice to just do that. And I always say, like, I you know, I took some liberties here. Like, I'm not attached to anything or whatever. Mm-hmm. If I really feel like something needs something, then you know, I'll let them know. Like. But um, yeah, I feel like I feel like that is kind of the future of mixing, where it is kind of there. You know, it's once again, it's less technical because I mean, right. if it was a technical thing, you know, if there was, mm-hmm. if you had the focus on the engineer part, right, then there wouldn't be any of that. You'd be like, okay, well, right. you got me these stems, and I'm just gonna EQ compression. Here you go. Sure, sure. You know, yeah, yeah. But now it's like we don't just deal with EQ and compression. We're right. we're like putting tape saturation and. We're putting chorus on stuff, and yeah, we're yeah. just we're doing we're doing weird stuff nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your fa- this is more general? What's your favorite part about your job, like mixing, producing? Um, very general. I think I love getting to a place in a mix where like I'm like like basically like printing it, like it's basically done, right? And I'm just like not sitting down in my chair, and I'm just dancing around my studio <laughs> right sure, like yeah. I, i'm dancing like i'm right. actually just walking around i also like to kind of hear how things are sounding you know from different places in the room we're like whoa all of a sudden like 60 hertz is like, exploding and i'm going whoa i need to make sure like it sounds right. good everywhere um but also just like i'm i'm just feeling it yeah, you know right, I'm, right. I'm not i'm not listening um uh i'm not doing any critical listening i'm just sure. vibing i'm vibing. just feeling i'm yeah. dancing you know, I maybe I listen to my uh, AirPods and I'm just kind of walking around. Okay, yeah. You know, my apartment, just kind of, you know, hearing how it sounds, and I think just like enjoying it. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know, not sure. like um, I think that's just you know, and and feeling feeling the emotion from mm. from the song. Yeah, and yeah. If I think I feel like, um, yeah, it, it just feels good. It's like that. That's you know, it's like, it's um, I feel proud of it in that moment at yeah, least yeah, yeah, <laughs> in that yeah. moment and then of course i listen to the next day the next day and i'm like oh geez yeah <laughs> i need to change this or yeah what yeah what's your least favorite part about 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 it all uh maybe that maybe listening to it the day after <laughs> <laughs> no i mean uh i don't know there's some like kind of boring things like editing stuff turning down right breaths and s's and things like that mm-hmm. i mean but i i I, I, you know, I don't actually mind that too much because you can just kind of switch off and do that. Um, there is an ego component. I think that's the thing I don't like about it. And that's the thing I don't like about the, I mean, Jesus, this sounds really 
awful to say, but I guess it's the thing I don't like about myself, <laughs> you know, whatever, oh, well, you know okay. what I mean? Just like the, you know, just, I can get kind of heady about stuff and, yeah, yeah. and then, and just let those thoughts kind of, um, you know, kind of take me to a dark place and, but, um, and so, and mixing from that point of view is never fun. So it doesn't matter right. how, you know, what I'm doing in mixing world. Mm-hmm. It's like, just not good if you're not feeling good. So yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, like I don't like when, um, yeah, like, uh, when, yeah, I don't it's know. It's too introspective or it's too, it gets like, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess this doesn't have anything to do with mixing, right? This is just no, like, yeah, this is yeah. like, this is just like how, it's like having a bad day. It's like, you're not going to enjoy anything, yeah. even if it's the most fun thing ever. Sure. It's like, you're having a bad day, mm. you know, you could go to an amusement park and you're still having a bad day, you know? Right, 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 right. You don't like the bad days. I just don't but like the I, bad I, days. No, I, but I, I <laughs> completely <laughs> understand and agree with that. But but I guess it kind of like seeps into the work because then you just think that like, oh, no, I, I mean, it's because I suck I, because I'm not good at mixing. And it's like. Right, right. And then you just, yeah, you get kind of like, uh, what's it called? Um, you know, like when you feel like you're the, the dumbest person. Yeah, in the yeah, 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 yeah. If you had like some tips some very general tips on 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 mixing and maybe even just getting into it mm-hmm. would you have a like couple tips or something to say to mm-hmm. just a general like audience mm-hmm. tips like to get into mixing yeah getting into mixing or yeah um i'd say just like like just experiment i mean that's just what i did i didn't like yeah. i didn't experiment and like listen to things that you think sound good i i feel i do a lot of referencing yeah like i love listening to you know i i i love listening to, to music i think is like i the music i listen to is the music that like is um um mixed by like sean everett and chad like i, I kind of yeah. i literally just search like what what um have my favorite mixing engineers done yes and then that's oh the music I'm, that's the music i'm listening to yes. which is funny yeah. it's, i'm not like into like artists i'm listening to them into mixers and producers yeah yeah and then and then when you get into like mixers and producers you start to really kind of like understand like what's what are they doing that makes it sound like that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't understand it. Yeah, I still don't understand it. But you you want to understand it. And then because sure. you want to understand it, you're just like, you know, doing things over and over again. So Well, you're also, un- you're trying to also understand their signature sound as well. Yeah. Or sure, yeah. their recognizability in yeah. the work that they're doing. And yeah. for me, I, I in the same way, it's like I'm, I'm almost only listening to like drummers now. Right, right. Or right. like listening to musicians or, oh, oh my gosh. Like some people are like, oh, how did you know that it was, Chris Dave or something on on this recording. Well, I'm like, okay, well, because mm-hmm. I'm referencing all of his uh, these other albums or these other songs that he's he's been on, and I can now know what he's doing, yeah. and I can visualize it as well. Yeah. And I'm probably a similar thing to you it's with exactly you, the same. where it's like, okay, I, I'm into some artists, but I'm also into other artists. They're just not on the forefront of that. They're mixing artists or they're, they're producing artists, but at the same time, they're still artists. Yeah. Just being, it, it, it's like a different headspace, but I, I'm the same way. I love it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, an old friend of mine, Colby, um, is a great singer, um, and he once said, um, like, the best way to learn how to sing is just to listen to, um, 
singers you really like. It, it sounds so simple, right? Oh it's like, my it gosh, it can't yeah. be that simple. But yeah. just or listen to the singers you like, and, and then try to sound like they try to sing like them. Right. It's like you want imitation. To, yeah, imitation. Just imitating. Just yeah. trying to copy. And just trying to because like you'll never actually end up copying a hundred percent. You know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That's impossible. Yeah. But but trying to do that, you're you're gonna you're gonna learn something. You oh absolutely will learn something. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just steal stuff from matt and sean and chad blake and, yeah, 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 yeah. and you know totally. and uh, like for me as well like i'm always i'm all, like i'm all for that imitation kind of th- situation and that philosophy of, of imitation because at the end of the day your sound will always be an imitation of like your influences if you have yeah. 10 15 influences you're not going to sound like everybody right yeah. and you're you're eventually going to sound like yourself and then somebody else imitates you you know, and then it, it's like a cycle. It's like a vicious a, cycle. Yeah, it's a beautiful cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I wonder if eventually, you know, I feel like the, you know, I don't know, was it like the 10,000 hours rule or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah. Maybe when you get to that point, you're not really, you know, you're not like copying people. You're kind of, I don't know, you're on just like another level. Maybe there's another le- another level to it, which I, right, know, I haven't yeah. gotten there yet. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. know what that's all about. But I feel like definitely for starting off, like yeah. just, Try copying. Yes. Just listen to yeah. you know people you like. Well, you eventually build your own sound, or you you get your own sound, and you stop necessarily like thinking about other people. Yeah, and being like, okay, this is how I do it. Yeah, and yeah. whatever you hired me for, what I do for my yeah. own sound. Yeah, totally. and, and, and and don't give up on it too. That's another thing. Mm. It's, it's really easy to get discouraged because then you compare right away and you listen yeah, back. Yeah. And I still do this. I listen. You know, I'm like, this sounds great, and then I listen to uh, you know whatever another crazy good mix and then i'm like oh geez that's <laughs> nothing like that right right so going into this other topic where i think that you you'll have a lot to say is just building a mixing room in your apartment um oh dude i, I have nothing to say about that okay you have nothing to say <laughs> <laughs> um but for me i think one of the things that was just like very surprising is going into into your have into you your, been have you been to my studio? yes yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. to your to your office to your studio yeah um, I guess just talk to talking, like talking about the reality of, of finding a space in the city. And like, I mean, we're in my space now, but, yeah. um, just the reality of that and needing a room to mix. Um, mm-hmm. what does yours look like for those people who haven't been there? And why do you think it's important to have a good sounding room? Um, what does mine look like? Well, mine looks pretty hilarious. Um, it's unofficial name is Teddy Studios because I, I have a bunch of teddy bears like covering the walls. Um, and that is my way of uh, dealing with reflections, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is uh, it's just pretty fun. And then um, I do have like the necessary things you need, I think. Like you need bass traps, mm. um, especially for like, a you know, well, you, you always need bass traps. But I have a very small, small room I work mm-hmm. in. So that's really important. And then... And then acoustic panels, um, you know, homemade. I, I'd say always make it homemade. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way cheaper. And um, I'd say, like, yeah, it's it's really tough. In the city, like, I, yeah. I, I think for people who don't have a good space, I mean, first of all, like, if you want to mix, okay, then, yeah, you need to kind of, you need to figure it out. You need to eventually find a space, Um just put stuff up on the walls, you know, if you don't have panels for now, just, like, throw up, like, old coats and things, you know, on 
on microphone stands. You know, I, I did that for, for years, you know, yeah, just, yeah. I just had like just stuff on the walls, you know, the right, more right. stuff you have in the room, like the better it will sound. I mean, I, I don't believe in like a, a perfect like space, you know, that's not really mm, my yeah. thing. Like I, even those, um, you know, there's software that you can use, uh, that like makes, uh, like kind of equalizes your room or whatever. Yeah, 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 like yeah. I forget what it's Sona works or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't use that. And I mean, maybe I should, but um, <laughs> I've been fine without it. Yeah. Um, also, people don't listen to music that way. You know, people mm-hmm. listen to music yeah. in all sorts of ways. So it's got to sound good like everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's more important to test mixes out in your car, on AirPods, on headphones, speakers, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. That's more important. Um Okay, so yeah, if you want to mix, like yeah, like having bass traps, having all stuff is really important. If you want to produce, it's not as imp- important because you mm-hmm. know if if, if you're not going to mix it, then um, you just got to go for vibe. You know, as long as you don't have like insane reflections in your in your studio, mm-hmm. or just use headphones. I mean, I use headphones all the time. It's funny, like I do, I do a big no no, and I mix uh, bass and subs with uh, with headphones. Like it's right. what are these ones? The auto tech. Oh yeah, yeah. I, so I have the M50s. Yeah, yeah, which everyone has. Yeah, and yeah. and um, yeah, like it's yeah, it's a big no no. But I mean, I do it because like, yeah. I don't have like a I don't have a sub, mm-hmm. and uh, I I just know what bass sounds like on them. And, yeah, yeah. And the bass is kind of hyped on them too, so mm-hmm. I know when I'm going a little too far and stuff. Um, I'd say just stick with headphones. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, if, if you don't have the room or the capabilities of like speakers or anything like that. Yeah. Otherwise, because if you, I mean, if you're producing with like with some rockets in like a untreated room, mm-hmm. you're gonna think it sounds like huge and awesome and big. Right. But then you're gonna listen on your AirPods and you go, "What the heck? It sounds awful." Right. 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 Um, if you're like recording, yeah, it's like you just you just need to have a treated space. You know, throw up. Throw up a bunch of coats and things on stands, you know, just right, like right, whatever you right. get your hands on, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm really like, you know, I have teddy bears on my walls, so yeah. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know it's great. And I wanted to bring this up because of how memorable it is to just walk into that room and you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many teddy bears here, but yeah. it's fun. I mean, the dream yeah. will be like the upgrade is to like have a bigger space and actually call right. it Teddy Studios and right, have right, right. like people come in and yeah, 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 and um. And yeah, but yeah, for those uh, for those in the big city, and from your experience as well, were you looking for a two bedroom apartment so that one of the one of the rooms could have been a studio? Was that like a was that like a, a prerequisite for you? Like, did you need that studio space in your house? Um, yeah, I mean that was like, it, I mean it happened it happened naturally. I mean, like I I wasn't yeah. like, I mean for the longest time I mixed probably two or three feet away from my bed. Right. Which is not healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't recommend it. But, I mean, it's just what I, it's all I could, you know, afford. It's yeah, all, yeah, It's all I had. Yeah. And so that was like three years, mm-hmm. you know, when I was first starting off mixing. Yeah, it's totally. just all I had. But, I mean, yeah, it just kind of happened. And then uh, it's, it is, yeah, it is kind of amazing to have like another space. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I like, I feel like I'd, I feel like if I, that space didn't ha- come up in in our apartment, yep. then um, I probably would have looked elsewhere, like find, you know, found, you know, like you have the space here, mm-hmm. you know, some other place in Toronto that I could rent out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would have been the move. Yeah. Um, 
but I think like starting, it depends on where you are in your career too. You know, if you're just yeah, starting, yeah, and yeah. what can what can you afford to? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so that's that's more important. Yeah, because it's tricky. You could mix on headphones. Is what you're saying? Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When I said the headphones thing, I, I mean, I went more producing. Right, right, but, right. But right, yes, right. yes, absolutely. Like, I mean, I mixed on headphones. I just used headphones and my speakers. Right. You know, I didn't have the best treatment. But that's, I just went back and forth constantly. Right. And so, yeah, that, that you can just, yeah, you can just do that. Yeah. You can just do what <laughs> I did. Just do that. There you go. Um, I want to go into, like, general music industry stuff. Um, now, recently, <laughs> it's been a like, constant topic on the pod, but, uh, like, AI in music... Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been researching or even yeah. just what are your th- what are your thoughts are. I just want to bring it up. Um, AI and music and what you're thinking about that kind of uh, yeah kind of thought. I've been thinking about it all week. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Be honest. Yeah. No, I think I think it's really interesting. I think it's super cool. I think what we're seeing uh, very very recently yeah is um, the important thing is uh, how you ask. The AI. Yes, yeah. Like what you ask the AI, yeah, AI yeah. how you ask it, that is the most important thing, which, mm-hmm. and that is a very human thing. You know, right. it's like, it's not AI at all. It's like you, if you don't ask AI um, the right question, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get a bad result or whatever. You know, right. maybe you won't get the result you're looking. So it's like, I think you, I think we're going to get, I think um, asking the AI uh, f- the right question um uh or maybe like being creative with how you ask AI mm-hmm. the question. Yeah, yeah. I think will will get you a cool result. And I'm talking about like, you know, just in general right now. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I guess in general. I mean there I mean there's so like like chat uh GPT yeah, like, yeah, is, yeah. is like the one I know and yeah. you know, I I tried it a couple times just seeing if I could get it to write me a song yeah, right. and um yeah if you just say write me a song it will just be do something really basic and dumb yeah, yeah. but if you are really specific about it yes um and you you know put more limitations um i, I i'm really really into like uh parameters and having limitations i think right. that's like a beautiful way to to be creative yeah, yeah, yeah so the more you know even without ai just having parameters i think is fantastic you know saying we're all i'm only allowed to use um, this plugin and right, nothing right. else or, or <laughs> right, whatever. Right, right, or I'm right. only allowed to make a song just using uh, a drum kit right. uh, or yeah. something like that. You can, you're going to come up with something cool. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you could you do, I think you can do a similar thing. What if you said, I'm only going to write a song um, using uh, stuff that chat GPT tells me to use. Right, right, right. But it's like, you're not just going to like wait till it says something. You're going to find, you're going to keep asking it questions until yeah, it comes yeah, up yeah. with something that's cool. <laughs> and you're like, yes, finally, you, you wrote me something cool. I'm right, use right, that. right. So what, what, what are you thinking about AI? But also in the past couple of years, we've also seen like uh, like mastering online yeah. and stuff like that or like so, yeah, yeah, so self I, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know a crazy amount of, I will say one thing that um, <laughs> Phil Bova actually told me this. Yeah. And this is a, this was, I think, um, I I think is really interesting. Is like he said, um, if you get AI to, if you get like uh, um, an online mastering thing, master song, um, and then you put that same master back through the same mastering right. thing, it won't know that it's already mastered. It will just 
put the thing on again. And you could just keep doing that, right. and it will just destroy the song. It's not like smart enough to go, okay, no, this is this is when to stop. Right. And so right. I think that just kind of that says a lot, right? Mm-hmm. That says a lot about how it works. And when you go to master something online, right? Um, I think for people who are like just starting off, maybe can't afford you know, a uh, human being, uh, the master, uh, sure. It's, it's great. You know, it's right. like, it does, it does its thing. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a, if you have a solid mix, yeah. it's not going to totally wreck it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, you know, if you have, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like I, if you're going for a certain thing though, you can't, you know, a certain vibe or whatever, if you yeah. want like a super like tapey master, if you want like a super hyped master, if you want something that like, uh, you know, it's like really pumping or whatever. You know, right. it's like it's not different than just yeah, generic. Basically. Sure, yeah, yeah, you're not gonna really get that. Yeah, from yeah, AI sure. Or whatever, yeah, from like the online stuff. But yeah, I just think that's really interesting. If you just put it through again and again <laughs> and again, it won't know. It won't know. It's not like yeah. oh, this has been mastered. Right, right, right. It goes right. like okay, we're gonna master this again. And just does the same. It puts the same stuff on there. Right, right, right. So I think that's where humans are are better. Yeah, humans. Yeah, oh man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, no, I've just been. Th- I wanted to ask about it specifically about AI because I've been sort of freaking out about it. And, yeah, uh, freaking out. Well, not freaking out, but just like where it's gonna take us, and not just necessarily just in the music industry. Are you scared? Well, it is a bit scary. Isn't it, it is. It. It, it. I do get very like. Uh, oh, what's the word? In my head about it, right? Um, okay. And how it'll affect just like the the human experience and just how people are going to be consuming music specifically and mm-hmm, like just mm-hmm. the creation of it mm-hmm. all. And um, anyway, so this is how, what I've been mm-hmm. thinking about. Are you thinking about anything right now in the music I- industry thing, something that's bugging you about it, some pet peeves maybe? some Because uh, mm-hmm. we often have these conversations mm-hmm. about some mm-hmm. thoughts that you've got about the, the music industry. Is there anything right now that's sort of like you're wondering about or um. thinking about? Yeah, I, I feel like um, um, I. What is bugging me? I guess like in my world, you know, when I'm working with um, like kind of the higher ups, like the, the label people or right. managers or, or things like that, like, um, you know, they uh, they they know what sells, and that's right. really important. But, you know, the artists are attached to, you know, the product. Uh, how do I put <laughs> this exactly? Like, a song could kind of have, like, a super kind of, like, uh, like grungy vibe to it. Right. And then, and that's kind of what the song wants to be. It wants to be this grungy thing. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, there's people who kind of know what, like, or think they know like what sells or what, right, what, right. They, what it was needs. popular on TikTok or whatever, right? And then and then they'll ask for something like for something that wants to be this right. thing to like kind of become something else, right? Yeah, yeah. When it's like really doesn't want to be that thing, totally. Um, I think that is that's a little bit kind of I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a bit annoying, but I mean at, at the same time. You know, I'll, I I'll, I make it work. You know, I'll try to make it work. I guess I kind of it'd be nice to know right off the bat that they, you know, that sure. where, where the intention or I suppose what I guess what I'll try to say is like what I'm trying to say is I I I think 
when people aren't on the same page, when mm. you have a lot of people involved in, right. the, in the process, of like a the kind of um, the making of a song, right? Um, including people who weren't like haven't written the song mm. or produced the song, A um, and R's and and managers and you know like label exact la- label exact yeah so like it's important for them to be on the same page as the producer and as the artist. Yeah. Uh, and ideally, they're all on the same page before I am working on it. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. suppose that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. That yeah. that, that, that can be a little bit yeah. um, frustrating, I guess. But, you know, I'll make it, I make it work, though. It's part of my job. You know, it's like communication's hard and people yeah, are yeah. busy, so I get it. Um, I, I think uh, also... Um, there's so much like pressure to get things like out fast, fast, you know, like we need to get this out immediately, like all right. these deadlines mm. and there's so much music out there. <laughs> there's so much music. Sure. It's like we could spend our entire lives trying to listen to all the music that's been out there. We, we wouldn't get through all of it before yeah, we die. There's so exactly. much music. Yeah. And, but we're still like, Oh, we need to make sure that this comes out next month. Mm. It's like really? Can we just like, make sure it's good, like, make sure it's the best possible thing. You know, right, I, right. I want to see more, like, quality and, mm. like, mindfulness yes, yeah. surrounding a song right. and, like, intention. Because mm. I feel like, you know, with the TikTok culture and, you know, people, like, just wanting to make money with it, yep. you know, I it's like I get both sides. I get it, you know, trying to make a buck, but it's like, and that's, you know, and we're really impatient, too. We just kind of want to see... We have our, we're not impatient. We uh, have, um, attention, our attention span Yeah, our attention bands are super, super short. So we yeah. listen to like two seconds of a thing and we want to go to the next. So yeah. it's like, I get that, but I f- kind of miss, you know, when we like really, um, Took take the time. time. Yeah. You know, I love artists that take, you know, years to work on a record and they really right. put everything into it. And then yeah. people are, people are usually, the thing is people are stoked about that. I feel like. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like there, there's also a mystery around it too. When artists like take a while to like release something, like oh, I wonder what they're doing. Right, I right. Hear they're working on a record. Yeah. You know, it's been like three years since they did you know their last record. Right, What's right. it going to be? And then you know, I love that. You know, right. there's a mystery around it. There's this, and 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 you know, there's more intention. There's more care that's put into it. Yeah. And um, so I like that. Is yeah. That, I, I don't know if I answered your question. I forget what. No, no. <laughs> it's just just general thoughts on the on the music industry. But do you, for for that like taking your time is that? Um, do you think that some certain like certain artists have like the power or, um, like they can allow themselves to have more time? Like as in, do you think mm-hmm. like more successful artists have more time to, um, create? on a longer term and take their time with creating their record because mm. they have other it's sources of revenue coming in. Yeah. Like they can take their time because mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're making X amount of money off no, of no. Spotify anyway. Yeah. So they can take their time. No, I, I agree. I agree. And I, that, that's why I say like, I, I get the other side of things where it's right. like, that's, that's just the music culture we live in now where it's, yeah, yeah. you know, um, you know, we're, we, we don't spend um, a lot of time on something. We just want the next thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, and I, I agree. Yeah, it's like when you're when you're successful and you're big, you can afford. You can literally afford to take your time on something. I yeah. get that. I get that. Um, yeah. Well, when you're just trying to like, you know, make a living with it right away, you just yeah. you know, you, you, there's so much pressure um, mm. from everywhere to, right. to to just release something. Yeah. So. 
I get it. I get it. It's 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 tricky though. I mean, it's it's like I'm complaining about it, but that's just what it's like complaining about um, being sad or depressed. Every it's like oh, you're just gonna you don't complain about it. You just it's gonna happen. It's a part of life. You right, know? right, right, <laughs> right, right. It's just like it's just the way things are. So privilege is what I was the word is I was thinking privilege. about. Just yeah. the the art the artists that have like the privilege of yeah. taking their time with it. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. It no, no, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, I, yeah, I think there definitely is a lot of that, um, I mean, yeah, like, there are artists who, who have the, the privilege, mm. but I, 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 I do feel like maybe there could be a little, like, more, like, um, like, the higher-ups could be a little bit more lenient with, right. with, um, artists these days i don't know mm. I, it just feel it, it, there's just so much pressure on artists yeah. like insane amount of pressure mm. what i'm thinking you know, now like even tiktok's like you have to release a tiktok every week or something that's what someone said to me one time it's like it's like or like yeah it's like to have that you know it's that's not music but that's just, going back to the very first thing we're talking about though i mean it's just that's the gig nowadays yeah it's like 80 yeah. percent that you know yeah, TikTok yeah. exactly yeah not the music but yeah. but all this other stuff mm. What what I what I'm just thinking about while we're having this conversation too is that artists that have like less followers or less like fans or whatever, 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 I feel like their their songs or their singles or whatever is having um their like their like lifespan is shorter. Right. When, and and, mm-hmm. and when they have more singles? You mean? No, as in like the more you grow as an artist and your fan base, the mm-hmm. more time you are you're allowed to take right in this in the sense that like okay if i would release a song like a single today Mm -hmm. that the lifespan of this single would not be the same lifespan that like beyonce has true i get yeah i get in in the sense that like those fans can listen to the same songs for a year or whatever before they like want more or before like they're expecting more. Or for me, it's like the Kendrick Lamar like thing where he like took like five or six years or whatever to put another record out. I was excited about it. Yeah. While if myself, Matt Landry put out a single out, I couldn't wait like a year or two and expect to blow up or whatever. No, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think you're spot on there. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's true. You, you would, yeah, you would probably want to put out a song every month or two or something like that starting off saying, yeah but there's also le- probably less budget with with that stuff totally. starting off too and so yeah. um i don't know it's <laughs> also it's like it, it's it's like okay well if there's less budgets then why am i putting out a song every month too it's like it's like a, it's like a it's like there's so many pros and cons or not even pros and cons but it's just like it comes bite back to like bite you yeah uh yeah, yeah. There's no, like no proper way to do it. No, is what I, what it, is what it, I'm saying. Everything is so chaotic yeah. in, in this industry. Um, yeah, that's why that it's that's why it's like I feel like it's so easy to overthink it. Like that's right. you know like there's time I go through these these times you know every year where I just like get so paranoid about all of it and it's right. like there's so much to think about and like I should be doing it this way or that way. But yeah, I feel I feel much better when I, <laughs> you know, I kind of. I guess I kind of switch off or I try to ignore that, all that stuff. And just, you know, all I have to do is make friends and be patient. Yeah. And just let everything happen. Totally. And, you know, just, and keep working Mm -hmm. in the meantime. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, yeah. that's very very philosophical where we're going, but I like it though. Just a couple, just a couple very quick kind of questions for you. What's like the dream for you? What's like if like what's the dream, and also like where do you see yourself like in like ten years? Oh my god! Two big questions. Yeah, the dream. Yeah, for you, Matt. I'm already living the dream, bro. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, I I I am happy though. I'm very very thankful and you know, uh, very privileged to be able to do what I do. Mm. Um, You know, not everyone can. You know, it it would you know is able to do this. So I'm so thankful. Um, I would say like. I just kind of want to keep doing what I'm doing and just, but to have it just be bigger and, you know, um, and, um, work with more artists that I love, right. You know, and just have that continue to, to grow. And, um, I don't want to get bored. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, the dream is to not get bored. (laughs) That's a great, that's, that's, that's amazing. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, yeah. And then, I mean, 10 years from now, I mean, I just like to, I guess, make, like, I don't know. I, I, I think, um, I just have a bigger like resume and, and just have, you know, I like to be able to afford a house or something. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. That's a a good goal, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a great goal. Great goal. 10 years from now. Let's do it. Why not? Let's do it. Um, amazing. Yeah. I think like, I think also like, um, you know, like ma- managers. I mean, we talked about management so much. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I, I think I, that kind of low key goal would be to have eventually have a manager. Yeah, I, you know, ideally someone who could maybe connect me with the states because I feel like, he, you know, in Canada, it's um, the music industry is different here. You know, it's very <laughs> like yeah, yeah. there's just a lot more you know happening in the mm. states, and I feel like tap you know kind of tapping into that yeah. world i feel like is is certainly a goal of mine do you, um do you think that location is still important in the work that you do um i think right now where i'm at yes but yeah. I, I think eventually it won't it'll be less and less important right um but certainly right now i'm i'm you know i'm still you know meeting so many people yeah and, yeah. and you know you know making friends and mm-hmm. in this industry so you know and, and being in toronto it's just a it's a great you know, hub. So, yeah, yeah. You went to LA a couple of months ago, right? Yeah, I went to LA. Yeah. yeah, and I'd like to, I'd like to kind of make that like an annual thing, just going there and just, you know, I, I was just there to talk and uh-huh. learn. Yeah, just yeah. hang and, and learn from people. And I think, you know, I'd like to do that again. Yeah. And um, uh, Matt Heaver just moved there, which is yes, exciting. I heard. Yeah, that's so, awesome. So, so maybe next time I'm there, I'll get to have a coffee with him. Yeah. Do you know what? And I, I mean, I eventually love to have him on the pod, but do you know what the intention was for him? Because he was a Nashville guy. Yeah. And then now LA, was it more of like a career family choice or was it, he wanted to get closer to the LA kind of yeah, scene? I, I think it's the latter. Yeah. I feel like it's, you know, he's just killing it right now. Yeah. You know, he's just, he kind of just moved up a tier, you know? He did, right, right, I, right. I mean, that's just, I, I don't know exactly to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, just, that's just my, you know. My intuition is telling yeah. me that. Cool. Yeah, dude. Hey, everybody. We're back. Andrew Fields on the Cloud Machine Podcast, episode 16. It's a beautiful day out in Toronto. 
I'm stoked to get outside for a bit. Um, but we're just going to wrap this episode up by playing a little uh, game called the Producers Game for those of you who aren't kind of uh, who haven't seen the podcast, haven't listened to the podcast yet. The Producers Game is basically a game where my guest today, Andrew, uh, gets a board like this. And uh, I'm basically asking uh, my guests that, uh, to kind of create or dream up their, um, their uh, a record, uh, a record that they'd love to do, uh, a dream record, um, basically telling us who would the artist be, the producer, the band, the studio, the city. So the studio doesn't need to be in, in the city. You could put like Abbey Road in oh, well. New York kind of thing. Oh, wow. Um, the era... Uh, which the album would be in the budget, and for you, this is a this is a this is a cloud machine exclusive, first time. Some gear, so maybe there's like a, a mic or or something like a iconic gear, a one a drum kit or something, <laughs> or a, a board or something that you'd uh, you'd like to, uh, to 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 have on this record. So mm-hmm. we're gonna give Andrew some time, and we're gonna come back to the podcast, and he's gonna kind of explain to us what the dream album is on the producers game. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, Andrew just uh, kind of filled this one out, and I haven't even looked at it yet. So, and not even looking at it now. Um, please present to us uh, your um, your producer's game here. Okay. So, okay. So the artist is uh, Caro Caro Benito. Um, okay. I don't know who that is. You should check them out. Okay. They are fantastic. Okay. What kind of music? It's like J-pop meets, like, it depends which record. I'm one record's kind of grungy, but it's like, like the lead singer is a half Japanese. Okay, and so she sings uh, in Japanese half the time, and then, but the music is also kind of got like some like video game influence. Whoa, and uh, some like, I don't know, some like a lot of electronic influence. But then on the one record, mm-hmm. um. It, they go like they go like rock and like grunge and punk, whoa, like pop punk. So they're just kind of all over the place. But yeah. but they're so such an eclectic band uh, artist. Uh, they're Amazing. also a band, but um, okay. But like they write uh, awesome songs. Yeah. Okay, and then producer, I love this. Olivier Fairfield uh, <laughs> producing the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he is just like Olivier's just like. I don't know. He's so creative. Yeah. And um I feel like everything he does is so cool. Mm. So he would he would I feel like if he were to produce like any anything he produces, he's just gonna be like, No, it's not cool enough. Right. You know? Okay. Like, sure, his standard sure. his standard for cool is like like ten times cooler than my standard for cool. Right, so. right, right, right. More than ten times. It's just right. so <laughs> it's so he's gonna he's gonna come up with something really uh, really hip, right? Interesting, and kind of push push the envelope there. Okay, and the band too, Caribou. Okay, so more of the yeah. on the like electronic side here. Yeah, I mean Caribou is like one of my favorite bands of all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess like I guess maybe Caribou should be the artist, and Caribou should be the band. Oh, maybe I should have switched them. Interesting, because um, because Caribou is technically just one. Person. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. 
let's just edit that and switch okay. that. <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> um, but yeah, Caribou's awesome. Oh, so at Teddy Studios, so at your studio. Yeah, it'll be at my studios. I mean, you know, like my studio will be like, uh, you know, popping. Um, but because it's yeah, because it's year uh, two thousand nine hundred ninety four. <laughs> Amazing! So you'll yeah. be a thousand years old. I'll here. be a thousand years old. Okay. We'll find a way uh, for being. To, we'll find a way for people to live longer yeah. by then. Obviously, yeah. so everybody here. So even uh, oh yeah. Yeah, they're going to be alive. <laughs> Olivia will be a little, bit, a little bit old. Yeah, right, right. But he'll still be the coolest cat yeah. on earth. So. <laughs> there you go. In Toronto, of course. Budget a billion dollars. Yeah. Buckaroos. I mean, yeah. In, in, I mean, with inflation and, and, and all, you know, <laughs> yeah, a billion exactly. dollars that year will be, you know, probably like a hundred bucks, you know, nowadays. Right. And then interesting here, a, a, a gear, a piece of gear that you'd love to highlight here is a contact mic. Yeah. Contact mics are just the coolest. You can get so much tone out of them. Yeah. And, um, oh, sorry. I, I even see this cheap contact yeah, mic cheap. specifically. Yeah, cheap contact mic, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, in the year uh, 2,994, uh, cheap would probably be like, you know, three grand. But, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but yeah, yeah, like, I just, I, they're just cool. I was actually going to put uh, a 57 because, Whoa. you know, you got to have, I mean, the, there will be a 57 on there. Yeah. And, you know, you can use a 57 with, with anything. anything. But, yeah. yeah. But, um. But yeah, contact Mike has got to make it on the record. Yeah, you know, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Yeah. Well, this is amazing. This is one of our, uh, I don't know, more unique producers' games. But I love it. I love the, I love the year twenty nine ninety nine ninety four here. Um, so we'll we'll be looking. We'll all be look, looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, uh, in about Kelly. in about what uh, nine hundred and seventy some years here. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, uh, thanks for coming on, man. This is great. I, Thank we, you. I've been wanting to do this uh, for a while. Yes. I, even a couple days ago, I was going through a list of like m- like more guests for the pod, and your name was one of the first like the first ten that I put down on that list like last year. Right. Yeah. Awesome. So I'd love to. Sorry, I love having you on. Thanks for coming. Thanks for sharing with us. Um, it was great to talk about just mixing and producing. We hadn't had uh, a mixer or a producer on yet, um, so it's. Uh, it's great to chat. Dude, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's yeah. it's been amazing. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. For the, those of you at home listening or wherever you are listening, thanks for listening again. We love to see uh, the the growing community around the Cloud Machine podcast and, and AIDS Creative just in general. Um, so please leave a comment, leave a like, whatever, subscribe, whatever you got to do to keep in touch. And um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody.